Hi, this is Christina Singh, founder of Amplify Her Media and the host of the Amplify Her podcast. I am so, so excited that you're listening to this show right now, and I wanted to invite you to come listen to the Amplify Her podcast as well. Every week on my show, I interview an incredible woman about her story, who she is, and everything in between. My goal is to amplify and uplift women's voices and stories. Women's voices are powerful, and their stories deserve to be heard. So come on over and listen to an episode of the Amplify Her podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. I cannot wait for you to hear it. And remember, your voice matters and your story matters. Hey, beautiful listeners. I'm Meli Ramirez, and I'm the host of Chingonas Only Club podcast, part of the Amplify Her media network. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you for joining. And if you're one of our loyal and supportive listeners, I love you and welcome back. On today's episode, I want to talk about protecting your peace and what that actually means, why I've chosen to share it with you, and of course, how I plan to tackle what lies ahead. So without further ado, get ready, get comfortable, and let's dive in. Happy Tuesday. I'm excited today. I woke up and I worked out for the first time in three days and I got food poisoning and that's out for the count. So today was the first day that I woke up feeling 100% like myself. And so I did a million things around the house. I was on the verge of crashing soon, which leads me to today's topic because just as quickly as I bounced back from being ill, I fell into that depressive episode and I had not found myself in that in a long time and the worst part of course is that it snuck up on me and I didn't even notice until I was trying to scrape myself off the floor essentially reconsidering all my life choices (laughs) up until now so I decided to just talk about it because I think it's an important topic to bring up about how people who struggle with these issues or any type of mental health are never really 100%, right? We have good times and we have bad times and some of us deal with anxiety, some of us deal with depression, some of us deal with both and some of us deal with so much more than that. And so I wanted to share my um, episode, if you want to call it that, and really just bring awareness of how this actually happens for those of you who've never experienced so that you can better be there for your loved ones, but also almost serve as a warning to people who are really working on themselves and struggling to progress because of their surroundings. So today's episode is not about depression. Depression is a huge part of it, but it's actually about protecting your peace and protecting the growth and all the work that you've done on yourself and how is it that we achieve that and why it's important. So yeah, here it goes. But for those of you that are unfamiliar with depression and anxiety, I first want to just define these terms so that when I reference them, you understand exactly what I'm trying to convey through this story. Depression is a, is defined as a lingering low sad hopeless mood while anxiety mainly involves overwhelming feelings of worry nervousness and fear in my life i know i've experienced them both but have only ever sought help 
like medical help or treatment for my anxiety. That was something that was what I considered chronic. My depression was more of a state that I entered during the hardest parts of my life. So again, familiar, but not too close. The reason I wanted to discuss this is because I've been working through some things, both personal and professional, that have honestly taken more of a toll on me than I realized or cared to admit. And I almost fooled myself, honestly, into thinking that I was in control of my emotions. And by doing so, I inadvertently slipped into this depressive state really overnight. For those of us who are aware of our mental health, we guard our peace with a ferocity that I can't even begin to explain. You know that seeing the warning signs is a large part of why we're able to keep the negative things at bay. Guarding your peace and well-being takes a lot of work, a ton of boundary setting, and it usually is with the people that are closest to you. Ultimately, a great deal of self-awareness, and it's taken me my entire life to get to a point where I can genuinely say I see myself slipping into these bad habits or behaviors that could potentially put me... Uh, for anxiety specifically, not in a manic state where I can't stop talking or I can't stop taking on work and projects and other people's problems. And this is a super dangerous behavior for me. And when I notice it, I usually take like a mental health day in the form of leave because I'm in the military to pause from work and just disconnect from things like required tasks whenever possible. I communicate with my husband where I am mentally, emotionally, and I usually ask him to help me by allowing me to rest and actually disconnect and take that break. It's important because we have three children, and so I need his support in order to be able to do these things. And this is a pattern that we've both come to understand that needs to be stopped in order to prevent the anxiety attacks that ultimately happen when everything is just super overwhelming. So now I have to say this because mental health has a lot of stigmas and there are some that believe that it makes us very fragile. Specifically as a member of the military, some may think that we're unfit or unqualified to do our job. I need to say that it takes a lot for me to get to this state. And usually there is a huge divide between responsibilities and that state of mind. So what I'm saying is I can do whatever I set my mind to and I'm not fragile or breakable in the way a glass ornament is. That's not what this is for me. I consider myself and every woman who has to balance children, work, friends, health, finances, more like a well-oiled machine. And I hate to say that, but This is just a metaphor that comes to mind. We have many components that make us who we are. And a lot of the times those need maintenance and we need breaks. We can't just run forever on endless amounts of energy. We'll get worn down. If the goal is longevity, then that doesn't work. So we experience burnout if it's something that we try to do. Think of these episodes as me saying, hey world, I need to be put out of commission so I can do the work to help my longevity. That's it. However, if you skip that or you ignore it, then what happens? You break, right? And then bringing you back online is more difficult because you'll need repairs, you need help, and you may have broken something in the process in addition to your initial needs, something that you may not be able to see or fix as quickly as you initially thought. 
So overall, the damage is more severe and usually long-term. Now that you have that analogy in your head, let's continue. When I take my breaks, I usually reevaluate what things matter most, prioritize, and I drop things that I should have never took on in the first place and then reassign as possible, mostly with work things. And then I find a way to reintegrate myself back into the day-to-day in a softer way that feels more, I don't know, that feels better for my soul and my well-being. And it sounds super dramatic, but it's a heavy thing, right? What we carry when we deal with these issues. Now, what happened to me was that I was reaching the maintenance point, but I was blinded in a way. November through January are usually the most amount of celebrations in my family for the entire year. All three of my sons and my husband have their birthdays between Thanksgiving and January not to mention Christmas and the new year. All in all, we have four birthdays and three major holidays, along with my husband and I's anniversary. So that's eight things that we have to celebrate in those three months. Most people can barely handle Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. So these celebrations put me in a sort of fog, like a happy fog, a misleading fog. Because these are happy moments, right? Whatever I was feeling, anger, sadness, frustration, stress, and anxiety, all get hidden beneath every birthday song, every present, every celebration, every toast. And then more work gets piled on behind regular stuff. Emails, phone calls, personal things like fights with friends, fights with relatives, spending money, finances, time shortage, and a constant need to just be okay for everybody else around me. My anxiety turned into much worse than just a simple, manageable thing. My mind would not shut off. And this led to severe exhaustion and eventually led to me not wanting to or being able to get out of bed. I was crying for no reason, wishing for sleep, knowing I would not get it. And I was terrified that anyone could see me like this. I had no idea what the hell was actually happening to me. Fortunately for me, besides a supportive husband, I have supportive friends who noticed and checked up on me. I talked to them about everything that was happening and what I was feeling, and they just listened, mostly. They didn't judge my obsessive need to go over every detail. They understood that I had to talk through all of the possibilities, and they made time in their day specifically to give me the space where I felt safe enough to do that. Eventually, I went to bed and I slept. And as suddenly as it all happened, it dissipated. Like I wasn't back 100% to my normal self, but I knew I felt better when the day felt brighter and I wanted to go outside and I wanted to feel the cold wind on my face. I wanted to clean my house. I wanted to make myself a warm cup of coffee, read a poem, write a story, play with my kids, hang out with my friends. You see, all that stuff, it happens to people every single day, all around us and it often goes unnoticed. So if you've experienced... What I just described, I want to share the biggest lessons I took from this. Before that, let's just take a quick break to check out the Amazing Possibilities podcast. We are all works in progress. 
What if we took that a step further, pausing for a moment to ask ourselves, what else is possible? What if you were to just be with the question so that you can then choose something different for your life, not having to seek out any answer? So join me, Carmen Shields, on the Discovering Amazing Possibilities podcast every other Wednesday. Get curious about your life. What amazing possibilities have you not considered in your life today? Back to what lessons that I learned from my experience. All right. So I've come a long way to be the person that I am. I've done a ton of work on myself and I do it continuously every single day. My friends expect me to help them as much as I expect them to help me. I believe in two-way relationships and 50-50 or, you know, 70-30, but we take turns. Like sometimes you're 70, sometimes I'm 30, sometimes I'm 70, sometimes you're 30. It's still equal in the end. That means having tough conversations, sharing hard truths, and doing real self-reflections together or individually, whatever the case might be. The problem that started it all for me, besides the regular day-to-day stressors of motherhood and work uh, and my work-life balance in general, was just a single individual. I allowed a single person to take up space in my mind in the most negative way possible. And I allowed them to make me feel guilty for setting my boundaries. People who love you, care about you, respect you, will never do that to you. Let me repeat that. People who love you, care for you, and respect you will never do that to you. If they get to push past your boundaries, it is because you allowed them to. You bend your own rules and break the promises that you make to yourself, then how are you ensuring you guard your well-being if you do that? This was something that I allowed. Why did I do it? Well, why do we all? For me, it was because I personally was hopeful that I could have a positive impact on this person. Hopeful that eventually they would pour back into my cup when I needed it. But the minute I asked... I was the bad guy. The minute I asked for that reciprocity, I was the bad guy. That's how it happens. You love these people so much, you allow them to gaslight you in a way that makes you just forget your own boundaries and the rules that you set for yourself. Or you tell yourself that these don't apply to them, right? They're special. So I'm here to tell you, stop it. It's not your fault. If what you asked was to be treated with respect, to be regarded in the same way that you treat them, to point out the things you would want as a friend, family, partner, or whatever it is for self-reflection and you did it with good intentions, then walk away. I heard a podcast episode my friend sent me after this depressive thing that happened to me. It's from a podcast called Trust Me. If you haven't heard it, check them out. I'll make sure that I link them in the show notes. It was an episode on narcissism specifically. And at the end, after going through the traits of a narcissist, the big question I was waiting for was asked, can these people change? Is there hope? The answer, unfortunately, was no. (laughs) It is not a natural behavior for narcissists to care about you and put you before their sense of self-importance. 
They will always hate themselves and make everyone around them suffer the consequences of their discomfort with who they are. Their self-importance, their need to be seen, their need to be the best dressed, their need to be the smartest, the toughest, whatever, that will never be fulfilled and you will be trampled under their feet if you let them get close. In their eyes, you will always be a competition, a challenge, a jealous person, an overly sensitive person. Their need for attention will always far exceed their need for you, period. So my advice is protect your peace. I did an episode on toxic people previously and an episode on my father, and I want to say that I try to understand And part of protecting my peace means not having resentment, not having ill will towards others that take too much energy. So I'm not the person to just cut people off. I simply distance myself. I'm also a firm believer in forgiveness. I will always forgive people and move on. The trust takes time if ever regained at all. But genuine people will always admit when they were wrong. And after a while, you learn to recognize those genuine apologies over those fake ones. Even the fake ones, though, take a lot, honestly, for someone who just isn't willing to admit their mistakes. And so those apologies I always handle with care. But I try to show compassion because I know even those are painful for people who are working on themselves. People who don't want to be forgiven don't acknowledge their shortcomings and they blame the world around them for their anger. They don't get second chances because they don't want them. They will never ask for them. They will always be the victims in their stories. And so for those individuals, I say, put up a barrier between you and them. Don't allow them to live in your head rent-free. Like, it's not okay. Mental health is so serious, and I'm fortunate enough to have the support that I have, to have done the work that I've done, and honestly, to have a life filled with so much good. Not everyone is as fortunate, so check on your friends. Don't dispense energy where it isn't productive. And those people that don't sit right with you, watch them closely and just guard your peace around them. So I will leave you with a call to action today. I want you to call a friend who maybe doesn't seem like themselves. Go have lunch. Tell someone you love them if they haven't heard it from you in a while. Reevaluate your circle. And... Ask yourself if it's filled with support and love. And if it is, then that's a good place to be. If not, baby, you need to redo that circle. (laughs) Pick your own tribe. I talked to a guest on the show and I told her that if you don't feel like you have the support that you need in the current circle that you have, you always have the option to pick your tribe. It doesn't have to be the one that was just assigned to you by fate or circumstance. So... Yeah. Stay tuned to listen to the Momster podcast trailer at the end of the show. So, until next time, adios. Hey, I am your host, Veronica Castellanos. And every Monday, I hope you can tune in because I'll be dropping new episodes with the Momster podcast. Motherhood can be one of the trickiest things to maneuver through emotionally, physically, spiritually. I'm going to talk about all the things, the good, the bad, the ugly, and joyful moments as well. So tune in every Monday, the Momster Podcast, which is part of the Amplify Her Media Network.